0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 5 this morning for a message titled Answer. In verse 31, Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. What a good analogy. You know, doctors tend to hang out with sick people all day long. I I mean, they're late when they come in, but they're they're hanging out with sick people all day long. They don't hang out with sick people to try to catch their diseases. They don't hang out with sick people to try to adopt the lifestyle that made that person have a lifestyle of disease. What, why do they hang out with sick people all day long? Because they're trying to help, to coach them into being well, to give them medication to help them in their illness, to somehow help them to make different choices and to practice a lifestyle that doesn't bring them towards disease. My question is, Is what would that look like for me or, or for you? What does that look like to be that type of person who, who can reach out into those places and heal, heal the sick. And I think a lot of times we just, just want to avoid that. I love the book, The Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert by Rosaria Champlain Butterfield. She was a professor at Syracuse New York University, Syracuse University, and she was the head of the Gay and Lesbian Studies for the university there. And she wrote an article about the politics of hate of the Christian right, and it was in the local paper. And as she wrote that, she's very proud of herself, and she was getting all the letters from all the different people, and she had a a pile of fan mail and a pile of hate mail. But then she got a letter from Pastor Ken Smith, a Reformed Presbyterian pastor, sent her a letter, and she read it, and she saw, okay, he's a Christian, goes in the hate mail. No? Not really. Almost. Maybe the fan mail? No? Doesn't really go in the fan mail. And so she just set it in the middle, and she didn't know what to do with it, so she threw it in the garbage finally. And then she, actually, they came and picked up her garbage, her, her shredding. It was in this pile of sh- papers that were going to be shredded. She went and dug through it, and she found that letter again, and she read it. And and Pastor Ken had, had had not said you're wrong, or how could you think that, or what. He said, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever considered these things? And I'd like to have you over for dinner with me and my wife. Would you be willing to accept an invitation to dinner? And she was like, ugh. What do I do with this? And so finally she called him. She said, hey. And he's like, come over for dinner. And so she did. She felt like she was going behind enemy lines in a pastor's house. These are the most evil people in the world, these Christians. It's really what she believed. And as he showed her the grace and love of Jesus Christ, little by little, and invited her friends to come over and be a part of their dinner meetings, she ended up giving her life to Jesus Christ. And now she's a homeschool mom and married to a Reformed Presbyterian pastor. And, you know, just completely different. Speaks all over the place. But she wrote this book about her experiences. There's always a Pharisee that does not want to get their hands dirty or do the hard work. And if that's you today, in the back we have brochures for foster care. You can sign up. Verse 32. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. These Pharisees didn't need Jesus. They were good. They are good. Actually, they they really did need him. They believed that they didn't need him. You, You see, none of us get to follow Jesus without forsaking who we were. We, we, we might have to, you know, leave the strip club. We might have to stop working at the bar. We might have to stop, you know, with that online business that's just really shady. We may have to say, we may have to really consider what we're doing in life and saying, okay, if I want to follow Jesus, that's going to be, be, mean a radical transformation for the way that I am behaving myself and the things that I'm involved in. But what was wrong with Peter and James and John and their nets? that they left behind, and their their boat of fish that they left behind. You see, we don't get to follow Jesus without leaving everything behind and saying, okay, God, here it is. It's it's laying on the altar. It's yours. That should make us soft-hearted to those who are bound in sin. When we think about the things that we lay on the altar before God and say, God, it's not about the way I'm going and, and you get to join me. It's where are you going and I want to follow you and that doesn't matter what we do and that's up to God what what that's going to look like moving forward I mean does that mean I'm going to leave my business behind leave my my all my stuff behind I I can't answer that question for you only Jesus can answer that question for you but the, the thing that we have to understand is that what God has for us is better than what we have for ourselves and we have to believe that as we follow him None of us get to follow Jesus without forsaking what we previously were. Then he sets us free. At our Easter service, we had two folks who were gender dysphoric, let's just say that, attending. One of them I had invited. They were connected to a foster child that we had. And people asked me, did you see that guy or did you see that girl? I I had people ask me that question. Did you see them? And I said, yeah, I invited them. I was excited that they were there. And you know what? After that service, they both came to me and they said, I really enjoyed the service. And you know what they didn't say? They didn't say that anybody treated them poorly or that anybody gave them a glare or looked funny at them. I'm sure that people did, but you know, I mean, they didn't feel like they were outcasts or that that they weren't welcome there. And I love that. And I'm so thankful to all of you for that. Because they were able to come and hear the gospel. And I've had many gospel conversations with both of those folks. You know, maybe they're confused. Maybe they wear their sin on the outside where other people's wear it on the inside. But the reality is, is that Jesus has the solution to every single one of our problems. Every single one of our sins. And it doesn't mean just because they're that and you're this that, that they get to, they have to leave everything behind to follow Jesus and you don't. You do too. Every single one of us has to leave everything behind to follow him. Verse 33, Then they said to him, Why do, your disciples, why do the disciples of John fast often to make prayers? And likewise, those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. Jesus just isn't religious enough for them, is he? The, the truth is, is if Jesus were to fast, if his disciples were to fast, nobody would have known. And Jesus definitely wasn't going to tell them now. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18? He says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to, be, to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret we'll reward you openly. The Pharisees fasted as a ritual twice a week. That's what they did. Fasting to, to look like they were religious before the people. Extra pious before the people. For them, it wasn't necessarily to draw near to God or to repent or to seek God for answers or to intercede for someone. You know, it's, it's funny. There's a lot of people who fast religiously. It's just a religious thing that they do. It's expected. You know, one time my brother-in-law, Toro, he was going through, he was going to ISU and he was going through the line. Of course, it's a heavily LDS area there. And as he's going through the line, uh, it was it was Sunday and he goes with his, his plate and he goes up to the the cash register and they have this lady there. She took that job there and she she says, do you realize it's fast Sunday? And he says, okay, I'll eat real fast. <laughs> and he made her really loud. laughed. She's the Gestapo, you know, (laughs) make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Oh, but but Jesus wasn't fasting. Now, of course, John had adopted this practice, but he and his disciples no doubt did it for the right reasons. However, for most of the Pharisees, this was just to, to appear righteous before man. And so Jesus answered, verse 34, and he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? I'm sure in that day, as Rome was in power and as Rome was, you know, would bring their troops in and they would or sacri- they would kill some people and, and, you know, the, they would take some of the blood of some Galileans and they, they, you know, sprinkle it in the temple. I mean, it was awful. Stuff was going on. And so they were kind of wondering, are we even going to be able to go to the temple tomorrow? You know, is Rome going to come in and lock us down? Are we going to are we going to face persecution every day? And I'm sure they fasted and prayed that the Messiah would come. They fasted and prayed that, that, that the Messiah would come quickly and he would overtake things. And I think in our day, we should be doing just that. I think this is a great time for us to fast and pray, Jesus, come quickly. For them, the Messiah had come. It's a time of celebration. Jesus relates it to a wedding.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date.